Let's see if he figures it out today. I haven't seen anybody in the water today. Oh, am I the kiss of death on that? Of course I am. Okay. Anything you can do, I can do worse. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Chasing Par podcast. Colin Alex here with you for another week. Thanks for checking us out. We have a very cool show. Uh, this week we've got Dan and Tessa from Solo New England. Really cool talk with them about golf, fashion, you know, creating a business, starting from a basic idea all the way to you know launching a product line. So a lot of laughs, a lot of fun. So definitely uh, give it a listen. Go check them out. Again, that's at Solo New England or uh, on the internet, solonewengland.com. Check them out. We'll plug them again here at the end. But I do want to take a moment to thank our presenting sponsor, Honest Roots. We went a little long on the interview this week. It was it was a really good talk. But uh, Honest Roots has been with us since day one, and we truly do appreciate their support. Go check them out. Uh, check them out on Instagram at Honest Roots DT and on Facebook at Honest Roots Design and Trade. Again. We'd like you to remind you to check out the uh, Instagram posts. We've got our first giveaway from the Honest Par line, which is a collaboration between Chasing Par and Honest Roots. We're giving away a set of trestle sticks. Uh, follow the instructions there. Give them a like. Hit them up. Get your orders in. Again, we truly do appreciate their support. Now let's dive into the interview. We'd like to welcome Dan and Tessa from Solo New England, a clothing brand located out of uh, the Massachusetts area which we've kind of built a relationship with here. Uh, we're super excited to have you guys on. Thank you for taking time out of your day and uh, coming to talk with us. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having yeah, thanks us. For having this us is guys. exciting. This is sweet. So we came across, uh, I mean, we're obviously, we've talked about it. We're Massachusetts guys. We love supporting local businesses from where we grew up at. And we came across your page and really, really enjoyed it. We thought you had some cool images, some awesome clothing. So we kind of reached out, built a relationship here and, and, uh, you know, we kind of were always curious, like, what is the, you know, what's the story of Solo? Where did the idea come from? What is, what's it all about? Sure. That's a good question. Yeah, that's a good question. I'll take it. Um, so I guess it kind of, it goes back pretty far, but I'll try not to go back too far and keep it short and sweet. Um, but basically Solo was the culmination of a lot of different things going on in my life that I was relatively unhappy with. You know, I found that I was kind of working in this area that I wanted in creatively. I felt like I was absolutely depleted and bankrupt. Um, I had been a huge golfer my entire life. I grew up in golf and, you know, on a golf course being, you know, the first guy at the course, the last guy to leave for basically my entire life. And so what happened was I was living down in the New York area in Hoboken. in Hoboken. Exactly. And you know, I'd go out to play every single weekend and, you know, I would go out and I'd put on the uniform and I'd put on what I was taught to wear. And, you know, I just got really sick and tired of wearing that, you know, being told, I guess, what to wear and, and putting on that facade of being a different person than who I really was. And, you know, it just kind of came to me one day. It's like, why don't you do something about that? You know, why you're very unhappy with all these other points in your life. You know, this can kind of feed those needs in different ways. And, 
So I just started kind of sketching and I started kind of getting into the, the, the world of apparel. And I've always been super inclined towards art and, and fashion in general. And so it was kind of a no brainer for me to kind of go down that path of, you know, seeing, you know, is there an opportunity here? Could I really design pieces that, you know, fit the, the need that I saw, you know, people were looking for and, you know, kind of fast forward, you know, what solo is today is we say we're a brand that is trying to make golf wear men's wear. You know, we find that what we wear out of the course has, is completely different from what we wear on the course. You know, there are a lot of amazing brands out there doing really cool things, but we find in our personal opinion and mine specifically is that, you know, it's influenced by golf. It's created by golfers and all it is thinking about is, you know, how can we make this for golf? And, you know, nobody's looking outside of the sport for, in, for inspiration. And I felt like that, you know, being a New England guy, East Coast mainly, you know, from an aesthetic standpoint in terms of like what I like, there was a huge opportunity to kind of capitalize on what a lot of the guys around here really are wearing and what they're interested in wearing. And so, you know, that's kind of where what we do from an apparel standpoint. And then, but kind of what I was mentioning before, like my biggest thing is I want to, I want to also show people that you don't have to wear that uniform that you've been told to wear your entire golfing life. You know, there is, there are rules that you have to abide by. Make sure you have a collar and don't wear denim. You'll pretty much get into every single course. Like, like nobody can really turn you down if you just make sure you have a collar and you're not wearing jeans. Don't wear a t-shirt either, unless it's a muni that allows it. But that's a lot of wiggle room in there. There's a lot of pieces that we can wear that are more interesting to our to a person than you know that typical golf uniform of a polo shirt you know with a big box you know name on it and a pair of shorts that you probably wouldn't wear anywhere else and there's a lot that golf has in my opinion that is amazing in terms of you know what it can create and the aesthetic that it creates so i don't mean to put that down i just mean to you know enhance people's viewpoint on what you know what can be worn in you know, really uh, inspire people to feel like they can be their own self. It's awesome. And it's kind of what you said there was like, I have a section of my closet that I only wear to golf courses. I play, you know, if I, if I'm lucky, I play twice a week, usually maybe once a week, but it's still like, there's a whole section. I don't, like you said, I don't wear these polos out in public. Cause you just like, you get that golf try hard look going on. It doesn't really fit for yeah casual everyday life. And it's like you said, creating something that can transition on and off the course is crucial. Cause I mean, we want to spend our money in the right places and wear the right stuff and look good that, Hey, if we're going to stop for, and meet, you know, a spouse or a girlfriend or whoever for dinner after the, after your round, you can just transition. You don't have to run back and change or look like, Hey, I just walked right off the golf course. Yeah. Right. And I feel like if you look at golf and what's out there, a lot of brands will say that they do that. And so like a lot of people would look at us and say like, okay, what makes you different? And from my standpoint, it's, we're doing it in an authentic way that hasn't been done before in the way that we're introducing pieces that aren't already in golf or that are more, or just are completely in line with what you're wearing off the course, because golf does a really great job of, you know, taking patterns or colorways or, you know, just fabrications and saying that this is, you know, a jogger for golf or this polyester shirt is, you know, has this army green print, which is super in right now, like whatever it might be. And it does a really good job of kind of taking influences from, you know, what's being worn 
you know, off course, we'll say, and saying that, you know, this is, you know, that on and off the course kind of feel, but at the end of the day, you're still only wearing it to golf. And I still found that even the pieces that were created for that on and off the course never really transitioned. And so there are a lot of things that contribute to how do you actually successfully achieve like creating pieces that do that. And it's not, you know, and it, it kind of, we don't have to go too far into it, but it's, it's an interesting thing to think about when you're trying to come up with ways to design, you know, even like the basics, like shirts and pants, like how, how different can you be? You know, and it's a really hard thing to kind of wrap your head around. You know, when you get into like the outdoor side, you can really let your creativity kind of like fly and you get into headwear and, you know, you can do really fun things and like let yourself speak because those are easier pieces for people to identify with. So, you know, for our shirting and our, and our, and our pants and our shorts and stuff, we've taken our time to really make sure that, you know, from what we're creating, it, it stands apart from what's being, what's out there. Whether you like it or not, it stands apart. And, you know, that is the mission, you know, I guess. And that's part of the education of you don't have to wear that thing that you're being told to wear and that you've always been told to wear, Mm -hmm. you know? And a lot, the thing that differentiates our brand as well is the, is like the, I guess the inspiration being New England, but it's also very clean and the aesthetic is, is very traditional and it's not very like poppy golf. Like when you think of golf, you think of pop colors and pop patterns. It's, it's more transitional outside of seasons and um, like transitional in, in your life. If you're going to go into the office, um, if you have a board meeting or if you are hanging out with your friends or if you are picking up a game, it's so, mm-hmm. I think that's a big differentiator too. Yeah. Yeah. That's very, you guys definitely have a, definitely a unique style. And as everyone listening on the podcast can hear here, we have Dan Tessa, husband, wife combo, both running the company. Can you guys, uh, I mean, I I joke around with Cole, like Cole and I are brothers have known each other 30 years. We can (laughs) tell, tell the other one to F off if we need to. Obviously you guys are running your own company. Uh, can you give us a little bit of the breakdown? I know you, we talked a lot about style, but just give us a little bit of breakdown of the kind of day-to-day operations of Solo. Who's uh, who's doing what here? Who's the brains? Who's the beauty? Who's the brawn? Who's bringing it where? So she's um, the beauty and she's the brains. I'm just the guy good that good answer. colors and like looks at fabrics and shit. Like we we strategize as much as we can together with, we have two kids, so we don't have much time. Um, but we'll talk about things, what we think we need to do, and then I'll follow up on them. So I'm usually the one, um, doing the actual like outreach and follow up to different like businesses or partners that we've talked about or, um, with our manufacturer, with our fabric companies, um, whatever, whatever avenue we're trying to go in, or we think, um, can help leverage us different things that we haven't tried. That's what we talk about and then I'll follow up on it. Dan is the one who will just have like a crap ton of like trash and paper around him and like pick something and then start sketching on it. And then he'll be like, Oh, this is a really good idea. And and that's pretty much it. You're less to pick the pieces up, right? (laughs) (laughs) Tessa, do you have like a fashion background at all? Um, Merchandising, anything like that? No, neither of us do. The merchandising 
would be helpful, I think, a little bit. <laughs> we've um, we've talked to. So the thing is, is like we're not shy to ask for help. We've talked to people in every field, from merchandising to pattern making to fabric to production, um, digital, social media, marketing, um, brand strategy, identity strategy. And pretty much everything. We just are always trying to talk about it with people because just being so new and passionate about it, it's just all we want to talk about anyways, but we need a lot of help because my background is in sales and Dan's background is in sales. And when people are in sales, it's like, they just don't have anything else to do besides talk to people. So that's like pretty much all we're good at. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, that's, that's, that's valuable. Yeah. So neither one, so neither one of you with like a true fashion background, but always like, it sounds like Dan growing up, you've always had kind of your eye on fashion, your eye on style, pretty stylish kid growing up or and Tessa, feel free to chime in too. You can. Yeah, we've been together for 10 years, so she can chime in, but I would say it's like, so we've been, if we were talking three and a half years ago when we first had the idea for Solo, when we first started, we, this would, this conversation would last about 10 seconds based on the knowledge that we would have had in the industry. You know, so like Tess said, like we've had to, like I've had to learn everything that there is to do with making a garment. And what goes into that, what goes first, what comes second, what goes third, what goes 25th, you know, and understanding kind of, it's always a learning curve at the same time. Like I know right now what it takes to get a piece from A to Z. And it's, it took a long time to figure that out because it's really easy to say, you know, you take this one garment, you have an idea, you sketch it out, you make a tech pack, which is like the blueprint of a, of a garment. And then you bring it to a pattern maker and then they make your sample and then you, you know, perfect the sample and you take that sample and then you do some, you know, some, we'll just say some apparel like necessities, just in terms of like grading, marking, technical, you know, pattern and digitizing, all this kind of stuff. And I go, sorry, I just go on rants sometimes. This is like, <laughs> like shut up. Um, Let it but out. it's just like, we didn't know anything and now we know something we know like a little bit well it's really interesting starting something like we i feel like everybody talks about like if i'm going to start something like starting a podcast you guys have probably learned so much and every episode let alone like how to just starting something in general is so difficult and then and then continuing that is even more difficult which you don't even really think about but every phase that we've been in has been a huge learning curve where we've done it pretty much all the time wrong. Yeah, we do it wrong every time. Every first time, yeah. second time, even third time, we do it wrong. Yeah, it's all wrong. So now, so like first you have to learn fabric. That took about a year because fabric is difficult to figure out. And then you have to learn how to make clothing. That took another year because that was extremely difficult. Then we made the clothing and you have to figure out how to sell it and what clothing people buy, which we didn't do very well either at that time. But now we're at the point where this is like a strong into year three and we're starting. Can we say this? Yeah, you can talk about it. We, be, yeah. Whoa, wait, wait, wait. Breaking news? 
Yeah, breaking news. Breaking, all right, breaking news on, the, on the Chasing Par podcast. Let's get we'll, it. We'll scoop this. Let's hear it. Um, we are working through the agreement details with um, a very strong retail partner in the South Shore to have a three-month shop in uh, Hingham, Massachusetts, potentially. Um, and we're excited about that. So now we're learning that and I'm sure there'll be things wrong, but I think it'll be really successful. And um, we're yeah. excited for that. It's a cool spot too. You guys would love it. It's so it's always, it was kind of always like a five or 10 year dream to open up our own shop and to do a true solo golf shop. And it's not just our brand. We're curating a, a lot of these different brands from across, you know, the, the sport that, are really artistic in what they do and they're really individual in what they do. Oh yeah. You guys would be really familiar with one of the things we'll be carrying. <laughs> we, we may be, yes, we may be. <laughs> uh, but no, that's, that's super we're, exciting though. It's going to be a cool spot. We're going to like, so it's going to be like, I call it like, it's like an art gallery meets coffee shop meets golf shop. So you walk in, you're going to see. Like, meets golf simulator. And there's so, we're, yeah, so we're going to do cool things. So it's going to be like, you're going to go, we're going to have all, our apparel is kind of like the the apparel side of the shop. But we're also gonna have a lot of these really cool brands throughout golf that have like really creative and amazing stuff that they're doing in their own right. That you know we want to partner with them. So we've we've lined that up, and then we are also trying to get like a, a simulator in there, so people can kind of come in and just like whack around, just feel like they're welcome, and just kind of hit some balls and hang know, out and just hang out. So we want it to be a place where people can just kind of hang out and see really cool brands within the game of golf. And so we. We're it'll finalizing be- everything right now with the, the retail partner and it'll first hope it'll first be this, you know, three months. And then hopefully, you know, that's the proof of concept right there to look to scale it. Yeah. Of course, depending on quarantine. Oh, don't even get me started. Tough one. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so it's either going to the be best news ever. Just when being quarantine, quarantine. <laughs> yeah. It's either going to be when quarantine ends or. Well, depending on when quarantine ends, it's either going to be spring to summer or fall time. Yeah, we'll see. Well, either way, we can uh, we can almost promise that we will make an appearance uh, at the yeah. shop. We will definitely come up, make a trip out of it, maybe get you yeah. guys to sit down again and record with us. It would be a be a blast. And then Steel Dan, uh, go play some golf. Maybe Tessa, you're more than welcome to come. I don't know. Do you do you play golf? Um, I play golf sometimes. I played at work a lot when I was in sales so that was a lot of fun um i enjoyed it just obviously because i was working and i enjoyed it being able to play but i also enjoyed just the beauty of it and now that i'm a mom i really have not played golf in a while but dan Dan plays. yeah we'll get uh we'll get out there we'll have to get a babysitter for the day and and get around in yeah yeah dan says i'm not that bad i i guess I'm not like terrific, but I'm not like that, I guess. A quick oh. secret here. Uh, yeah. We have a golf podcast and, and we're not very good either. So, you know, <laughs> <you're perfectly fine. laughs> so, uh, so I, I want to go back real quick. I know you kind of touched on it. You guys said you started about three, was it three and a half years ago? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it sounded like you guys got your first, uh, you know, your first product launched about a year ago. So it was that two years of planning and, and getting everything sorted out. So, 
I mean, we're at kind of, you know, where are you guys at right now, right now? And where do you see yourselves being in, you know, the next two to three years, you know, we've got the store would be amazing. And hopefully, like you said, proof of concept that we can find another spot to do a permanent store at, but along the lines of like, are you going to do, I know it's a men's clothing. Is there a talk of incorporating kids clothes or women's line or something like that? That's a good question. Um, well, in, in our store, we are carrying a woman's pant from our friend, Abendroth. Did I say that right? Yeah, it's Abendroth. Abendroth. So there's this um, really, yeah, Emily Farrell is her name. She, she makes these amazing women's golf pants. She's from, she lived in this area uh, for a while. And so we got to know her. She's doing some really cool stuff on the women's side. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but for us, we, we probably want to go into the woman's side in the next within five years I'm not sure I don't think um especially with Emily's like expertise um we probably would just rather partner with somebody partner with that um with her there but as kids kids stuff people have told us to make a kids anorak that would be pretty cool or a kid's little vest that would be so cute (laughs) wow yeah the jacket or the vest would go a long way Tessa, a question for you. Obviously, you're you're close to the brand, and you're you're close with Dan and kind of his golf game. What what sort of fashion faux pas do you see? Whether it's Dan or other golfers, right? Um, what's like cool to wear? What's not cool to wear? What are you, what do you see a lot of guys wearing? That's like mm, maybe you should give that up. Uh, only reason I'm asking. We have a ton of listeners, right? That that are probably just like me. We just pick up that favorite golf shirt, the blue shirt, the blue shorts, keep it very simple, black belt, no white belts for me. Uh, not much thought put into things. What do you guys think about that white belt, black belt thing in the day? What is your take on the white belt? Start us to jump in here and steal yeah, your question. White belt, yay or nay? You said yours was a braided one? Braided, yes, braided. Borderline. So yeah. White belts are so borderline. They really are. A leather, a leather white belt is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. I said that. I did say leather as out, but if it's yeah, like leather. braided, you could maybe, maybe get away with it. Depends. Yeah. Depends on what the buckle is too. Well, yeah, very, very true. I'll post. Um, I will post a picture on the uh, on Instagram, too. and you'll and I'll get a full breakdown. You're gonna leave a comment. Judge it. Yeah, I'll judge it. Yeah, Tessa, what what's what sort of thoughts do you have as a female? Like I said, there's a lot of men on here that are terrible at dressing me included um just kind of your thoughts <laughs> i did not like that trend with like the turtle the faux turtlenecks Ooh. that was really like the, the the mock ones that tiger was wearing yes yeah i didn't like that right, I'm, gonna, not- I'm gonna trash those i have four of those <laughs> <laughs> so like, cancel the order to nike yeah. yes. <laughs> start burning those dan feel free to chime in any, any other stuff that you see out um, there that you, you think the guys should get rid of too Stop wearing joggers on the golf course. Oh, I had that as a question. No, hard no. I have strong opinions. So like, I don't, again, like if you're super into it and like, you can like just back it up by all means. But in terms of, you know, it just being like the thing that you're just doing because you saw that Ricky Fowler was wearing joggers on the course, then like, I'm like, get rid of it. No question for you there. And this is one I always come across with any sort of outfit, right? If you're going to wear, if you're going to wear the kind of wild stuff, you either have to suck like terribly or you have to be like unbelievable. You can't be like in the middle. Yeah. 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 You can't be a mediocre golfer. I think, yeah, that's a good way to put it. If you are just like, you have no idea what you're doing and this is what Dick Sporting Goods told you to wear. Sure. Like I, I, dude, I'm, I'm happy you're here. Like I'm so happy you're playing golf. Like just do it. But 
Or I guess, yeah, I guess if you're incredible at golf and you're just wearing ridiculous stuff, I don't know. That's kind of the that's yeah. <laughs> that's that. I have a strong opinion on that one. The thing <laughs> that I always liked, like with fashion, is when people like don't try and play into that like image. You know, when the, when they're just like, I'm just gonna wear whatever I want to wear, and I'm just gonna kick butt. I'm just gonna be wicked good, and I don't really care. That's yeah. Like if someone's like, I'm going to play golf today. So I need to like dress a certain way. Then like, they're obviously worried a lot more about what they look like than about how they play. And I just don't like that as much. That's ironic, isn't it? Yes. But it's, I think like we talked about, we have like the highlighter look like, Oh, Ricky wears the neon. So I have to wear the neons or the guy that comes out with the red shirt and the black pants. Like, all right, tiger, we know you're out here right now. But I think (laughs) personally for me, like when Jordan Spieth was absolutely crushing it, everyone was just full Under Armour hat. You had the shoes going, the polo, the shorts, those gray shorts. Every Under Armour was just flying off the shelf. And everyone looked like Jordan Spieth out there. And then, I don't know, what's the shoot? Who's going to be great this year? I don't know. The golf season isn't even happening. Nobody, yeah, nobody right now, tentatively, (laughs) nobody. But I, I, so, I mean, do you kind of abide by like the look good, feel good, play good type of role? Like if you can own it and you can be comfortable in it and you know, it's what you want, as long as you feel good, like, Hey, if you're, if you own your style, that kind of thing, is that kind of what you're speaking of? At yeah. the end of the day, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. But I that's do have some rules, but yeah, I would say there's the blanket for me. It's <laughs> like, like what Tessa said, you do you to a fault, I guess, you know, it's, it's don't fall. Yeah. Don't. That's a good point. You know, it's it's not about like doing what everyone else is doing. You know, stop just putting on this facade of what people tell you to be. You know, I get that at the clubs that somebody, you know, they either in the pro shop or the the players that have been there forever all dress a certain way, and then you start playing there and you start dressing like that too. Like, don't do that. You know what I mean? Well, that's how solo kind of started too, because that the pastels like you had was also what Dan used to look like or wear. He was like, my brothers would call him um, country club boy. Yeah. When I first met them. No, they would call him yacht club boy. And, that, and that's kind of like you, like you spoke about. You grew up down there in Providence, correct, Dan? Yeah. He's and you got, you got the, it's like you said, you fall into that. You talked about at the beginning where you kind of fall into these traps. You know, I was, I was a member of a country club here and it's like you go in the pro shop, like you talked about, everything was horizontally striped with the logo on the sleeve. Yeah. And that's what everybody wore. And if you, if you couldn't afford the, the the polo in there, you went out and bought horizontal striped shirts from somewhere else. You yeah. know, like I said, you just fall into it. And it's like, why why can't you just be your own person? Yeah. Why can't yeah. you find exactly. something that you feel comfortable with that you, you know, instead of falling into the trap in golf, like you said at the beginning, it's like the biggest, like, hey, you've got to look a certain way when you come out here. Exactly. And that's the name solo too. It's all about the individual and the individual style and your, and owning your individuality. Well, look at what Brooks said, you know, a few weeks ago. It was perfect because he's like, I guess the craziest thing is he said at the end, he wouldn't, if he had the choice again, he wouldn't have chosen golf. He said he would have been a baseball player, you know, but the whole time he's talking about enough of these like pleated khakis and polo shirts and telling me when I have to play and telling me I can't play places. And he's just talking about just the, the, the exclusivity of the sport and just like the connotation that it has in everyone's mind. And, I think a lot of it comes down to there's an image of a golfer and the image is pushed on you. And if you don't fall into that bucket, you know, I get, there are a lot of, you know, wonderful people in the sport that are, are trying to change that. And there's a lot of wonderful brands or content creators and things like that. 
But you know, the the sad truth is there's 99% of the sports still sees it in that one light. You know what I mean? Only the diehards that really dive into the content and really kind of start to follow people and really understand it, you know, really get to see that. And, you know, I guess we're just trying to do our small little part into saying, you know, this is who we are and this is our brand and we're just going to, we'll just die by the sword. Like we're just going to continue to, you know, push the message. Yeah. Good point. I, question for you around kind of the the fashion piece on this too is there any stuff that you guys are kind of rolling out there that's really like a statement piece that kind of differentiates your brand from a lot of these other brands right we see cole and i are on instagram all the time we see lots of companies just pumping out like you know polos with crazy patterns on them which is all good and fun it's kind of nice but you know as a golfer you're always trying to one-up your friends you're trying to be a little bit different have your own unique style anything you guys are coming up with whether that's that's out there already or that you're looking to launch the that can kind of break the mold? Yeah. Yeah. What we're coming out with in April uh, or May, depending on how this quarantine affects the production, we're in the middle of production right now. Um, But we'll be coming out with our vest and our shirting. So four different shirts and our vest are coming out across three different colorways, which is going to be really cool. Our vest, I'd say, really embodies the solo mission and our design aesthetic in a to a T. You know, it's the Interact does it really well, you know, at the same time. But, you know, this is a, the vest, I feel like, is a universal piece that is not hard for somebody to identify with. And it really looked, you know, from our standpoint, the way we've created it and the design we've, you know, put behind it, it just showcases us, you know, in the light that, you know, is, is completely authentic. So if, if you want to see who we are and kind of understand it, then the, the vest is what to look for. And then the shirt are those supporting, you know, kind of pieces that just are our take and the unique perspective that we have and what you can wear on golf courses. I'll tell you right now that none of the fabrics have stretched to them. That's one single fabric stretched to it. Okay. And that's going back to, you know, looking at more classic fabrics that, you know, you're currently wearing on the weekends or you're currently, you know, picking out of your closet when you have a casual Friday at the office, you were looking at saying, what are those things that you're feeling most comfortable in that you look at in, into your closet and you say, that's the shirt that I want to be wearing. We're showing you that you can wear that again in golf. And yes, if you wear it on a 95 degree day in Florida, you're probably going to sweat your ass off and it's probably going to be not the best shirt for you. But don't wear it on that day. You know what I mean? That's fine. We're but in New England. so it's We're in New England. But there yeah. are horizontal stripes. Ooh. Oh, there's nothing wrong. I, I was using that. As, I, I'm a, I've, <laughs> Tons of horizontal stripes, big horizontal stripe. Guys. No, that, that's what I mean. It's a good thing. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's, it's awesome. And like you said, you're getting out. So, cause you talked about it, not a stretch material. If I, again, look in my little golf section there, everything is stretched, the pants, the shirts, everything. And it's right. like you said, like it just doesn't transition. Cause you walk out and like, everyone's like, Oh, you're a golfer. Like, yeah, but you look, it's the try hard thing. It's creating something that you can, you know, wear off the course and, and actually feel comfortable. And like you said, go to work, go to a board meeting. That's awesome. And it's awesome to hear like, hey, you guys are investing the time to find these materials that relate yeah. to everyday life. Most companies aren't doing that. Yeah, the um, that's the whole part too about uh, transitioning golf wear to menswear is that it it's all not only in the actual design of the piece, but within the actual like fabric and structure of the piece. The structure, the, the, the like, so if you take an idea, so our pants, for example, it's a 100% organic cotton canvas. And, you know, we looked at it and we wanted to make like a black jean for golf. 
Denim's not allowed, so we, we use canvas, a fabric that's very light denim in terms of the structure and the feel and everything like that, and the way that it kind of gets better with age. We, you can't just make a pant the way that pants are made you know, today with all these stretch fabrics. We need to look at some like really specific things like the rise of the pant in the back and the inseam and how is it tapering and how is that going to be restrictive on your legs when you're moving up and down, you're reading cuts and then you're up and you're down and you're doing all these things. So it needs to have like a, that, that breathability in it, which is, that was, if you look at, you know, the timeline, so like, why did it take so long? You know, cause we just launched our first pieces at the, on October 31st last year. You know, why did it take two years to kind of get there? It's because like, you need to like really test it and like kind of figure out what works and what doesn't work if you're going to do this and say this is how you're going to be doing it. It's something I've never thought about. And I guess this would be the time to ask, but like from the, this is the idea and it's about to go into being production. Like there's got to be all these test runs, right? This, how, yeah. how long is that? Is that a year, two year process of getting these try on pieces and then saying, all right, take it back here or make the adjustments. Like how many changes does it go through till it finally comes to market? I guess you could say. Yeah, it takes about a year. Yeah, like we should be, we're working on spring next year. We've already done fall. You like this? I do like that a lot, very much. Big, big fans. Big, big fans, fans of that, yes. Oh, that's a snack pocket shirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then look, there's pockets in here. Uh, can never have enough pockets. That's huge. Yeah. I, this, um, this fleece that I am wearing um i'm just saying it because we're on a podcast they can't see me it's the um trim is herringbone denim just to make a little tease about the no denim rule there we go like, like put it put in the golf community's face we like yeah, it throw it back at them. <laughs> um if nike can put denim on their shoes we can put denim on our clothes. Uh, yeah you guys can my room. let it fly uh, i'd like to get both your kind of thoughts here um for guys that are listening to the podcast that want to up their their dress What's one piece they can start out with? Now, it doesn't have to be a solo thing. You could just say pants or shirts. Like, there's a bunch of guys out there that spend a ton of money. Like, where should they be targeting? Should they be getting new hats? Is it, does it start with the shoes, right? A lot of times, everyone's like, yeah, you know, you look at someone's shoes first on the golf course. Any mm -hmm. thoughts or ideas? Yeah. Uh, my first instinct was say, get a good quarter zip. I think layering, I'm a big layer guy. So if I'm going to say, like, non-solo piece, what, do you, what should you invest in? Get a nice quarter zip. Um, and there are a lot of cool companies out there. We'll have bars in the fall. You can check it out. Um, but I don't know. Shirts is tough because I don't, I don't feel that there's anyone really doing shirts in a, in a cool light. Um, I'm not a big, I'm not loud. Like Tessa was mentioning before, like our aesthetic is not loud personally or with solo. So, you know, I don't, there's really two options in golf. You kind of go like very basic, you go preppy or there's three preppy or you go super loud. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'd say stick to a quarter zip. Get a nice, a, a nice vest. Honestly. Yeah. Like, I think I think vests are cool. Like, there can be some really like dweeby vests. You don't want a dweeby vest. If you want, <laughs> you want like a, you just want like a strong, solid vest, and you'll wear it all the time, like forever. I still have my vest from five years ago, my Patagonia. Yeah. That's what you want. You want a vest that you'll have for five plus years that you wear whenever it's like just a little bit chilly. You're like, I'm going to go grab that one vest. All right. So essentially like having a good vest, having a good quarter zip, like the layering, is that what you'd say would be like essential for a good golf attire? 
Yeah. yeah, Dan's Dan's the big layer guy. I I think just the vest is it's just my favorite piece in general. And it, I've always wear a vest when I golf, actually. So I wear no a vest every what, single day to the office. I wear a vest. If it's 95 degrees out, I'm wearing a vest. I'm kind I'm that wow. guy. Hate me for it. It's fine. Midtown uniform, just like rocking a vest literally everywhere I go. Nothing yeah. if you own it, right? You own it. There's Are you guys with that. best guys? I am. I yeah. am. Yeah, we New yeah. York, yeah. New York, yeah. Oh, I mean, New York. Yeah, every day to work, it's a vest. Uh yeah. not so much on the golf course. So it's interesting that you bring this up. That's something I've seen guys wear that looks super cool. I've just never found a good one to wear on the course. Um, what do you wear to the office? I just just a Patagonia. Just wear that. Yeah. Mm, it doesn't look right on me. I'm, I've, 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 trust me, I've, I've thought about this. Is it a I mean, down one or is it a wool one? Uh, both. The wool one has a better better chance. That, the, the down one's just like too bulky. I'll wear that in like fall golf. But um, yeah, like a nice spring day, I need something a little more sleek, a little more thin. That's not. I, I sweat a lot, so um, mm-hmm. I heat yeah. up pretty quick. So, But yeah, I think vet, like you see guys out in the course and it's like, some guys pull out that nice, like clean, crisp, tight-fitting vest with the polo underneath it. Clean. It looks damn good. I just I haven't got to that point in my life. I'm hoping to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, so all about so, the transition, right? From yeah, town to the course. Yeah, that's 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 the name of the game. So I think we covered off on joggers, which is good. I, I that's that's a trend we see kind of popping up all over the course. I'm not for it or against it i think uh, everyone kind of can do their own thing there what about guys like matching uh, guys or girls matching their would you rather see someone kind of match their hat to their shoes or their shirt to their shoes or neither i could i i fully see matching your hat to your shirt oh and then i'd i'd say keep keeping the shoes and there's yeah that's good that's good you're you're keeping an eye on what you're wearing nothing wrong with that I, yeah, I like like when I see someone match their hat with their shoes, I'm like, oh, wow, there was a lot of thought that was put into this outfit yeah. right now. And then you I think, but then I think how many shoes does this person have? <laughs> right. Because I know how many, how many hats this person has a lot. Everybody has a lot of hats, but can you have that many shoes? Maybe, maybe. You can. Uh, golf. I mean, the, the golf fanatics out there, right? We have a lot of a lot. We just constantly are buying new stuff. Yeah. Um, most of it's junk and it's what everyone else is wearing. So to your point earlier, right, it's kind of developing um, your own style and just sticking with what works for you and just own it. Like you are yourself, just rep whatever you want to rep and wear it, wear it well. I mean, Cole, yeah. Cole's, I'll put it this way. I'm not the fashion guy. When we, we said we were going to have you guys on, I'm like, I'm not. I'm your target market because I don't I don't know anything. You don't have to like break me. <laughs> he is uh, he's well established in how he dresses. It's uh, it's very it, it, he's got a good look to him. Yeah, I'm not gonna no, lie. we see it. We, we heard it already from the striped shirts and wanted to you know fit in. We're not sure how much he wants to fit. Oh, in. I mean he's Ex- exactly he's a, he's a full tuck. It. He's a full tuck guy. Like he doesn't even leave full one tuck? side. Oh yeah, full tuck. Nice. Okay, I'm a full tuck. Tess yeah. is a full tuck. Tuck t-shirts for Tess. No wow. joke. Yeah. It's bold. I get I get ripped at work for tucking my work shirt into my like gym shorts. They're like, why do you tuck that in? I, I don't oh, know. I'm, you have to. I'm a full tuck guy, I guess. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> I, I tuck actually, my shirt into my sweatpants. And that's, I, I don't think it's 
it keeps everything warm. Like it's, you're not losing body heat anywhere. It's, it's, like a it's beneficial. <laughs> it's a beneficial it thing. It is. Yeah. I mean, I'm not really a fashion person either. I don't know if I should say that, but I'm, I'm not Dan's the fashion person. I'm the more like be yourself person. Yes. I, I will admit my, probably my, and this might be again, where he was talking about, it's like Nantucket red. What's our thoughts on Nantucket red? Oh, I like Nantucket red. Do I think you can do a Nantucket red in, in in a good way? Perfect. I like like a good faded, like an an old like you've had those pants and they've been faded for like fifteen years. Yeah, yes. there's something about that that I so respect. You see yeah. that yes. old guy walking down the street with those pants on, you're like, yeah, those are probably forty year old pants. Those things they've seen things. He's been through stuff with those yeah. pants. Yeah. They tell a story. Yeah. That's what I love that, and that's yeah. one of the things we've kind of come across is like. Like wax canvas, I think has an awesome look when it patinas out oh, and stuff yeah, like that. It's, that's awesome. Yeah. And you talked about like yeah. the herringbone, kind of the denim on the collar there. Like I'm sure that's going to pick up character yeah. over time. And your yeah, clothes, yeah. anything that gets better with age, that's the best. Just yeah. telling, yeah, telling the story through the brand and through, and through yourself. So I'm all exactly. in on that. For Dan, sure. going back, kind of back to the golf thing. Who's like your like? Did you have any fashion golf icons back in the day? I mean, I don't know if you listened last week. I threw out Justin Leonard as kind of my number one there, which was appalling. But well, you threw out Freddie too, didn't you? Freddie was in there. Yes, yes. Freddie's good, man, because he's just like classic. He's like he, you could his sponsor could come to him and say, "Hey, you really have to wear this like banana shirt," and he's going to just be like, "No, no." <laughs> Arnold Palmer, always just the absolute goat, is just in my mind just the best dressed golfer there ever has been like hands down i think rory actually dresses really well if we're talking about like current guys and yep. rory dresses pretty well he gets clearly being paid what he gets paid by nike like i'm sure you know what i mean it's something like a, it's all just curated and you know but he has this good style he's always like very classic but always like with that modern twist which is really cool mm-hmm his bet on his best fit was when he just did that. Or I think it was last year when he at the Arnold Palmer where he had the yellow pants with the blue shirt. That was a clean, classy, yeah. very classy. And off, it was like a very like pale yellow pant too, yep. and it was a five panel pant or five pocket pant. It was clean. Yeah. What's what's your thoughts on uh, Mr. Tiger off the course dresser? Terrible or? It's pretty bad. Yeah. It's pretty bad. Pretty yeah, it's bad. pretty yeah. bad. I think in his, would you care? If you were Tiger, would you really be caring? Exactly. That's what I tell you. You're, you're, I'm, I'm Tiger fucking Woods. I don't care what I look like. I'm still Tiger Woods. Like it doesn't matter. The sunglasses at that point. are hilarious. Oh yeah. You know, the backwards hat, sunglasses. Look, he's the like he's the man. You can't <laughs> do anything wrong if you're Tiger Woods. Honestly, you just can't. Well, he did do some bad stuff. <laughs> oh wait, we don't talk about those times on this podcast. <laughs> you can't do anything wrong. Oh wait. Yes. Oh wait. Yeah, he, he had a spell of what? Probably ten years there, doing bad things continually. He does two bad things. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, can you guys talk a little bit about some of the different hats you guys offer? I noticed your your style there is very um, not the norm, right? Everyone kind of, I feel like in golf as of the last few years, everyone's been making the move to kind of flat brims. You're seeing truckers pop up a lot more. You guys are definitely have some of that, but then you've got some of your own kind of unique style in the hat game, which I think a lot of, one would be great fits for a lot of golfers and two is just so different. Like we all just want to be different. So how, you know, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, no, I think I, my biggest pet peeve with, with hats is a trucker that has a super high brim. If, if you're just wearing like a flat brim, no, that's not that high. That fits your, <laughs> that fits your head. If we're, we're on the video, as everyone knows, and I can see those hats, that fits. It's just when your brim, like it exceeds the width of your head and exceeds the height of your skull. 
it's like why that's huge like, like the imperial rope hats the, the rope hat have you noticed that those are oh, cool. Those yeah. are cool those are like very much sit so high up like, yeah they're, it's hats. like a waspy look it's like super southern you would see them all the time down, down oh yeah Nashville. yes yeah. a lot yeah. you see a lot of that and what I, I was telling you earlier kind of not to cut you off here but like you see a lot of the style that you guys put out there down here as well which i think is awesome and hopefully oh, really? we can spread the word in the nashville and yeah. the southeast oh, especially this is i mean they see a lot of that stuff is the functional stuff but going back to hats yes yeah, sorry no i think that's like because you guys have like this outdoorsy kind of culture like just the life that you want those earth tones and like things like that and like that's we like completely aligned so no i see how that works but headwear for me like i've always been a five panel guy like it's definitely like some people will say like, oh, that's like a skater type look or like something like that. Like, no, it's, it is and it isn't, you know, five panels, a hat and it's a type of hat. And, you know, I just love how it fits on the head. I think my biggest thing is like, I like low profile hats. And so with what we make, you know, I feel like we do a lot of low prof, low profile, like the dad hats or the floppy hats that we do are all low profile. So they're going to sit, you know, higher up like towards the crown of your head or, you know, you can wear your hat however you want, but normally having like a lower profile and I don't know with colors, like, you know, for me, colors, I stick to earth tones. I stick to like relatively traditional colors, but they'll always add kind of a modern flair. It's just, it's the, I don't know. It's not like, nothing's crazy. You're never going to see the hat and just, you know, think like, oh my gosh, that's a crazy hat. Why would that person ever be wearing it? It's always like that hat that you can kind of just like wear whenever you want. You know what I mean? We don't know where that hat's from, but it's cool. I like it. You know, looking at it, like you said, it kind of, it has maybe like an, uh, a skater vibe to it, but I'm with you. Like I want a lower profile hat. That's one of my biggest pet peeves is one that sits super high on your head and it looks like a box, like a top hat. Yeah. And I've never worn one. I'm, I'm excited to get my hands on one and, uh, and try it out and see what it looks like. Cause like you said, I like that lower profile hat that kind of hugs the top of your head. Yeah. So, they're the, our truckers are low profile. Our our floppy hats are low profile, and our five panels are like mid to low profile. So you know, I I don't know. I think there's a there's something about a like a high profile hat, unless you have a really big head. Hey, if you have a really big head, wear a <laughs> really big head. Um, yeah, that, that that that's where I run into a lot of issues, man. Yeah, a lot of a lot of brain up there. I hats are a very sensitive thing for me. Um, it's really tough to find a good fit. I've got a big head like big everywhere so it's yes yeah. it's Did never you try on the trucker uh, not yet but i i tend to wear a lot of like truckers that are similar in that fashion um it's typically works out for me but yeah I, i'm super picky about hats that's why i asked the cool thing about you guys is like you've got a few different models there that i think if, if people can kind of try them on see how they fit i think is huge it, it seems like everyone on the course today is just rocking like uh, just a flat brim trucker so which is fine and i'm like i said just go with whatever works for me it's i'm more of a fit guy than a fashion guy just like pants right I, i'd like to look good but i need fit over fashion so right, i'll right. take whatever works um, well that's that's kind of like me personally too i'm like a big if it fits me really well i'm gonna find a way to make it work yeah I, I that's the name of the game right it's like in order to look good you just need something that fits well i the, the patterns and all that i don't really care about um, so I think it's interesting kind of what you guys are doing and you guys are definitely taking a unique approach. I think a lot of the brands, everyone's going to this like Lululemon-esque real stretchy and yeah. all kind of looks the same joggers. 
um, you guys are going definitely to do this this hybrid of like golf wear, men's wear that's uh, definitely very unique and gives everyone the you know the people that wear it their own flair and their own style, which I think is super cool. Yeah, thanks, man. What's your uh, hat preferences? For me, brand wise or just like I, I can't. I don't know. You're really picky, right, with hats? Yeah. So I um, I wear a lot of uh, New Era. Their flat yeah. brims fit really well. Um, for me, th the problem is usually like it's either way too high or it's like way too wide. And then the brim's like way out here. Oh, and I yeah. look like mm -hmm. an idiot. I look like a little kid wearing a hat. Um, so I need something that's just like focused, just like straight on it. It's not an easy thing to do. Uh, Travis Matthew has some good ones that they put out that just fit like well. But I can't wear, I'm not a fitted hat guy. I can't wear dad hats because dad hats like the curves would like sit right in here on like people can't see this but like my head's too wide for the dad hats like colors it's like a, the brim is over your nose yeah it, yeah it would just like frame up my like nose it would not which is already too big. <laughs> cole has like a tiny little head so he huge, can huge nose though huge so nose Ski tried, <laughs> yeah we've been trying to convert him to the flat brims he's not a flat brim guy um, but that's also because he, he's a dad though like he's yeah He's more, he's more of a I'm dad a hat. proud dad, proud father. Exactly. Same. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So, but, I, but it's always good to have options, right? I think it, the, the name of the game is like, you want to, you want to wear a company, rep a brand that has some options. You guys that obviously provide that. I think the, the panel hat is something that I've never dipped my toes into. Um, would love to check that out. I think a lot of guys that we see that and we're like, oh, that's super cool. But don't know if I could pull that off. Um, <laughs> that's, you don't have to be scared. Oh, there's some. Oh, there's some fear if we're talking about that. There's right? some like, really cool. Like in, in New York, I feel like especially you probably, it's just you get these guys that are just their fit from head to toe is just incredible. And when I was living down there, like it's tough to like put something on and be like, yeah, I, I love this. This feels awesome. I, I I'm so confident in this. Down in New York, it's just like. You know, there you're finding this that guy has, is wearing that hat from that brand that started like three months ago, but that he's the former designer of this huge place that you know what I mean. It's like that's the coolest hat in the world. I don't know. It's tough to compete. Yeah. So you see a cool five panel, you're like, I don't know if I can pull that off. Yeah, it's uh, you're spot on. New York definitely very competitive, but um, you know we'll, we'll progress over time. Um, Cole, what other questions did you have? I, we've covered, I feel like we've covered like the great story. I mean, it's, it's awesome to talk to a husband and a wife. You guys have That's kept nice. it pretty cordial, which is always appreciated. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> oh, <joking. laughs> I've got, I've got nothing now other than I would love to have you guys back on, uh, you know, right around, hopefully, uh, next couple months. If you guys get news on the shop opening up, we'd love to talk about that. Yeah, come on up. It'd be yeah. fun. Do it in the shop. That'd be sweet. That did raise one last question. I have to ask this, um, husband and wife, you guys have a, a few kids, correct me if I'm wrong. A few. Yep, Two, great. Dan, what is your go-to line when you are asking to get out of the house and play golf? Oh, um, please help help out some of the other guys that are either married or married and have kids that uh need a good a good line to get out no it, it's not just a line you need to I, it's funny because i have, uh, <laughs> i feel like you have to you just do a lot of really good things leading up to it <laughs> you know true. what i mean like i was thinking that if you want to play golf that saturday <laughs> like monday night tuesday night wednesday night, 
be home. You know what I mean? Help out. Put the, be like, I'll put the kids to bed, babe. Don't worry about it. And then it's Friday, like Thursday or even Wednesday, you just kind of like, hey, by the way, um, you know, Ty invited me out to play this weekend. I don't know. I don't know if we can make it work, but I just want to like let you know. Downplay it. Always. It's never his idea to play golf. It's always someone else invited him. And then. It'd be rude not to and go. Then be like, and then he'll always say, but I don't know. I don't know. And then it's like. All let right, them make the decision. Go. That way there's. The worst thing is if you go and play golf and then. The wife or girlfriend is like, oh, come on. Like, really? You're going to go away for seven hours on Saturday morning when I had to, I was with the kids all week, blah, blah, blah. So make them tell you to go play golf. That's the key. That's clutch. Scribble that one down real quick because I'm with you. I'm the big, like, do nice things. But about day two, she's like, what do you, you want to go play golf soon? You're like, oh, (laughs) on to me. You figured me out. Yeah. Tessa, any other, any other tips for us guys? Yeah, I think I think the do nice things, not, not like all week. I don't know if you've ever done these things all week. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that was a good six hours, right? Yeah, give it, give it yeah, a I'm run. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, you'll like look at the dishes that I just washed. Like, hey, maybe I'll wash the dishes. Oh, wait, they're done. Can I go play golf? Nice. nice um, no, I think, yeah, you'll always do the whole, like, someone invited me. It would be rude not to go. Um, as long as it's early, as long as the tea time is early, I honestly don't mind if it's, if it's like uh, after 11 and after 10, if the tea time is after 10, then that's when you're like, okay, how long is this? Are you eating lunch? How long is that? When are you going to be back when you're done? Are you staying for like burgers or beers, whatever? It's like, then you have to start thinking about it. If I don't have to think about it, if you're going to be gone and then back by the time that we can go out and do something with the kids, then it's a no-brainer to me. This sounds like I'm pretty whipped, to be honest. If you're no. into this, like, no, no, no. But it, it's true, I am. I think, I, think, <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of guys face this question, right? Because it, it, it does take up a, lot, a large part of the day. Right? Yeah. And yeah. Typically, most of us on the weekends don't want to be teeing off at six thirty in the morning, even though we probably should, right, to get it out of the way so we can still have time with our wives, friends, families, whoever it might be. But it's a question that comes up a lot, and we're always uh, skating on thin ice, I guess you could say. Uh, I think a lot of us probably just need to build up some better karma points, like you just mentioned, and mm-hmm. be a little bit nicer during the week. Uh, Cole, you want to you want to opine here, or you just want to plead the fifth? I'm pleading the fifth. I will talk offline about my endeavors. You trust me, you are not whipped, sir. I have you beat in many, many ways. And I love my wife to death. I truly do. But I am. Yeah. Oh, no. And I'm, I might have the best schedule to play early morning tea times. I just play right when I get off work. Um, but yeah, no. I'm with you. I, got, I actually said I need to play. And she said, well, you need to take the two big kids with you. And I said, you got it. I'll take them. But we, like I said, we would love to get you guys on in the next couple months. Fingers crossed. Uh, this is an excuse for us to get up back to New England, play some golf, hang out with yeah. you guys, get to check out the shop and everything. Um, and I'd definitely love to have you back on. Love to talk some golf. We'll talk once. Hopefully, fingers crossed, the PGA starts coming back on here. Uh, I know the Olympics were canceled, so that that sucks. No way. I didn't see that. Yeah, yesterday. Oh. Oh yeah, that yeah that happened. The Olympics have been what is it postponed or canceled? Uh, postponed sure. to twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty one, yes, yep. So yeah. we've got that going. Fingers crossed. I mean, I know it's you know times are wild right now. Everybody just needs to, in my opinion, uh, just keep doing what they're doing. Practice the social distancing and everything like that. Let's get back on track. Let's get the sports going. Let's get out there. Let's get you know 
life back to normal. We appreciate you guys taking, you know, an hour out of your night. You know, I know you have kids and everything. We truly do appreciate it. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah thank this you. Fun, this guys. was fun. Thank you. Um, you know, this will probably be the first podcast my wife listens to that I've done because, you know, it's, there's a female perspective coming from it. <laughs> nice. So, uh, and it's inspired yeah. me that I think, I think Alex, you and I should have our wives on for a podcast one night. Yeah, okay. you should. So my, uh, we live in a tiny little studio. My wife is like feet away from me. She's always <laughs> asking to get on, not a sports fan at all. Um, but she, she has perspective. She's in the fashion game. So maybe she could learn some. Oh, advice. no way. What does she do? she works um don't say the brand you're gonna say what she does uh she's in event marketing corporate uh but she's always joking around that she wants to come on the podcast which i think would be interesting to like get her take although it'd probably be her just like ripping us apart about playing golf all the time and talking (laughs) about golf all the time but that's uh, this maybe she needs to listen to this episode and tessa you can enlighten her a little bit so we appreciate uh you kind of dropping knowledge on us, helping us guys out in the community, teaching us how to uh, dress better and how to well, play more golf. Some help from, uh, from her, it sounds like. Absolutely, for sure. We want to thank Dan and Tessa for their time. Uh, we had a lot of fun with this interview and we will definitely be having them back on uh, to talk some golf and talk just for the progress of their company. So we're super excited for that. We've built a pretty good relationship with them. Uh, all of our listeners, keep an eye out on our social media. We, uh, we will be rocking solo New England gear and photos when we're out on the course giving some reviews of the stuff so keep your eyes on that we appreciate them you know kind of extending that offer and and building this relationship with us and uh, this is a a brand that we truly believe in and we see moving forward we're super excited for their shop to open up hopefully in may the sooner the better again it's a really cool brand if you haven't checked them out check them out they're online at solonewengland.com they're on facebook solo new england they're on instagram at solo new england Check them out. Send them the ch- tell them the Chase and Par Boys sent you on over. As always, we want to thank our presenting sponsors, Honest Roots. Go ahead and check them out on Instagram at Honest Roots DT and on Facebook at Honest Roots Design and Trade. Check out our Instagram accounts. We've got the uh, trestle stick uh, drawing going away, the giveaway. Get involved in that. You know, smash the like button, uh, tag three friends, and follow both of us. And you're in the running there for a sweet set of custom made trestle sticks. Uh, again, we just want to you know, make sure that everybody's staying safe out there, staying healthy, continue to wash your hands, practice your social distance, distancing, wash your ass, do all the right things. Let's get this curve flattened out, get back to the way you know, that spring is supposed to be. Let's start enjoying being outside, being with friends, playing golf. Let's get it back going. You know, do your part. Sit back, listen to us, you know, listen to whoever, but let's flatten the curve out. Let's get back. Weather's changing. We've been talking about it all winter. It's here. Let's get it going. Again, smash the like button, leave a comment, subscribe to the podcast, hit us up on Instagram. We love the chatter. We love the banter. Hit us up. We appreciate you for rolling with us this week. We'll see you again next week. Keep chasing. And you may find yourself living in a shotgun shack. And you may find yourself in another part of the world and you may find yourself behind the wheel of a large automobile and you may find yourself in a beautiful house with a beautiful wife and you may ask yourself